Welcome to the How to Learn Anything course from Plato University, where you're going to learn the science-based tools of pro learners to accelerate your learning, remember more, and master any hard skills. These are the secret techniques they didn't tell you in school. If you're passionate about changing your life with learning, join us at Plato.University to get exclusive content with every lesson. I'm your learning guide, Brandon Stover, and let's get started. All right, on to technique number 10, which is creating associations. Associations play a crucial role in organizing information when it's first encountered, in integrating information into what is already known so that it is retained well, and in providing cues that make information easy to retrieve. Associations help to solve the greatest single problem in the science of learning, which is the problem of transfer, of applying information that is learned to situations in work and daily life. Now, the principle of association states that learning is enhanced by associating new information to what is already known. Why is association so effective? Well, making and using associations is important not just because you can use them to help organize material when you're first taking it in. Associations can also help you integrate what you're learning into what you already know, which makes the information stick in your memory. And this helps to explain what some researchers thought as a paradox. The more you know about a topic, the easier it is to learn more about it. This fact can seem paradoxical if you think of long-term memory like a very large filing cabinet, where the more that that filing cabinet gets filled, the less space there is for something new. It's actually better to think of memory like a giant hat rack, where you keep adding more branches and hooks for you to hang hats of information. Now, in addition to helping you organize information and store it in memory, associations can help you to dig out information out of memory when you want to recall it later. For example, have you ever had difficulty remembering the names of people you meet? If so, here's a simple association technique that may help. When you meet someone, say someone named Sam, and want to learn their name, immediately think of another person you already know who has that same name. Then look for facial features of that new person that reminds you of your previous acquaintance. For example, they may have similar eyebrows or their cheekbones might be similar. And then associate this feature with the previous person and their name. When you later see the new person, just look at their face until you hit on that feature or features that remind you of the previous acquaintance, which then will allow you to recall their name. The associations you create when you first learn the person's name thus can help you to recall it later. In this example, you would have engaged in active learning. You first actively recalled someone else with the same name, searched for the shared features that later will remind you of the connection, and then stored the associations in your memory. Now, what results are you going to get when you're applying associations to your learning? Not only will things be easier to remember by understanding how things relate to one another, you will also have a greater willingness to accept multiple perspectives known as integrative complexity. This means when a challenging problem comes up, you will look for new ways to solve it because you have different associations and cues to draw on. And this will avoid something called the Einstellung effect which refers to a person's predisposition to solve a given problem in a specific manner, even though there's a better or more appropriate method of solving the problem that exists. And we see this all the time. Think about when a problem comes up at work and you know somebody that continues to solve it the same way every single time, but you know there's a better way to be solving that problem. What they have going on is the Einstellung effect, but because in your learning sessions, you're learning to create associations, you're more likely to look at the different ways that a problem may be able to be solved because you've created these different associations in your mind. Now, how do we apply this at Plato University? Our courses are specifically created to present foundational knowledge first 
so that when new material is presented, you have something to associate that new material with. Additionally, we use examples throughout our courses to give you more ways to associate application of those concepts. Now let's talk about a few different tactics that you can use to apply the technique of associations. The first thing that you can do is what I just mentioned in how we create our Plato University courses, which is learning the foundational material first. When complex information is to be acquired, learning is enhanced when a learner takes advantage of existing associations to provide the most basic material first and then integrating new over time. Presenting foundational material first provides a backbone to which one can attach additional information, allowing an organized mental structure to be built up over time. For example, in this course we presented what learning was and what memory is before we ever gave you any of the techniques to be using. This way you could associate why a technique is working with the way that learning actually works. The next tool we'll discuss is concept mapping. Concept mapping is an approach to organizing information to see how ideas and concepts relate to one another. It's used for brainstorming when you're doing something like planning a project and for taking notes. A concept map is created by writing down a few words with arrows between them to show relationships. Now, an important distinction to make here is the idea between facts and concepts. Facts are explicit pieces of information that you could point out, such as like names or dates, a location where something is, usually having to do with your five senses and the five sense reality. Concepts are broader things that start to associate these different facts together to give you a more broader general idea. So if we were taking this in the example of a book, maybe you're reading a section on the science of learning. Within that section, you'll find a bunch of different facts, like key insights from research, what the different learning techniques are, and how these things work in your brain. However, when you start taking these facts and placing them within a concept map, showing the relationships between the different facts and understanding how they relate to one another, start forming broader concepts which are easier to store in your mind. Now associations is really just about asking how do concepts relate to one another. And by doing this, we create better memory cues for each one of them. If we're able to remember one part of the association, we're often able to remember the other part of the association. All right, let's move on to the next tool, which is using stories or associative chaining. Stories are usually built on a series of interlocking causes and effects. This is usually what creates a plot of a story. Something happens, which causes another thing to happen, which has an effect on the character, and so on and so forth. Creating an interlocking sequence of association that has a narrative arc, like in a story to integrate material, would not only help you create larger chunks to store in your long-term memory, but you can also use each part of the story to cue the next part when you're trying to later recall the material. So let's say we have a story and there's part A, part B, and part C. When you're trying to remember this later, if you remember part A, it's going to help cue up part B in your mind to recall it much easier. Likewise, then you're able to recall part C much easier. So in a whole, you're able to recall the entire story. Additionally, stories usually carry an emotional undertone with them. When you hear a story, it usually has some effect on your feelings and your emotions. And as we remember from the technique of dual coding, this is going to make storing things in your memory a lot easier and retrieving them based on the cue of that emotion. All right, the final tool in associations is exploiting appropriate examples. See, abstract ideas can't be fully understood without examples, but examples must be memorable in part by being associated with prior information. So multiple examples of the same material must be associated with each other so that they can form a cluster that is associated with the material that you're learning. Moreover, human memory is really designed to remember concrete information better than abstract information. 
To really nail down an abstract idea, you need to solidify it in your mind. And you can do this by having specific and concrete examples. So now let me practice this and give you an example of this tool. Let's take the abstract idea of scarcity. Now the formal definition or idea of scarcity could be explained in something like the following. The rarer something is, the higher its value will be. But in this description, things are a little vague, like the word rare, what's more rare than something else, and value, you know, what kind of value do we place on something over something else. But we could use an example to start illustrating what scarcity is. So think about an airline company. If you were to try and book a flight four months in advance, the ticket prices would probably be pretty reasonable. But as it gets closer to the date of travel, there will be fewer seats left on the plane, meaning the seats are more rare, and this scarcity would drive up the cost or the value of those tickets. This would be a concrete example of scarcity, which is an abstract idea. So to practice this technique today, start creating some associations between the different techniques that we've already gone over. You could possibly create a concept map, mapping out the different ways that these techniques relate to one another and why that they relate to one another. Or you could even use the tool of exploiting appropriate examples, creating an example for each technique that you could teach to somebody else. Thank you for taking the How to Learn Anything course. To get everything you need to become a pro learner, including advanced resources, personal coaching, and a community of passionate learners just like you, then visit plato.university slash courses slash learning and join us for free. Again, that's plato.university slash courses slash learning. This course was produced by Plato University, where students turn passions into purpose and learn skills to change the world. Learn more at plato.university.